Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We are super excited to be with you. Do you want to know why? Because, baby, it's August. It is the month that college football season starts. It cannot get any closer. Get prepared for the college football season with us as we preview the Big 12 Conference. It's going to be a really fun one. We have some BYU talk as well. Fall camp is starting soon. We'll expect a lot of talk on that in the future. Before we move into the episode, we want to give a quick shout out to our Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod, where you will find a lot of fun and interactive content. Make sure you give us a follow. If you liked the episode, leave a five-star review. If you didn't, leave a five-star review anyway and tell us how bad it sucked. Make sure you share the episode with your friends. Download. We love you guys. Let's get into it. Let's brool. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here! That's right! Let's back this ruler. Yeah! <laughs> Let's go wild. Let's now, go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We're at a waterfall, dude. Oh, Today, if you are listening to this on time, my throat hurts. Jeez, we're, we're getting ready for uh, the fastest fifteen. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Today, <laughs> if you're listening on time, is August second, and there's football this month, baby. Oh, there's football this month, and it is only twenty-five days away. That's only three and a half weeks, not even a full month. Oh my gosh, I can shed a tear. College football is back. It's back, baby. Uh, fall camp is actually starting this week for BYU. The Brigham Young University. The Brigham Young University. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, players report on Wednesday. Wednesday. Practices Wednesday, will start Wednesday, on Wednesday. Thursday. Uh, and so we'll talk about that a little more in the next episode after mm-hmm. fall camp has started. We'll talk about kind of the storylines we're watching and stuff like that. But basically just get excited because there is college football in only a matter of days. Yep. When fall camp is starting, that's when you know it's time to get real. It's, it's time real. to get down to business. Speaking of getting down to business, somebody got somebody gave us the business. Oh. We want to give a quick shout out to our friend, our dear, dear friend on Twitter, at JustTalkinSTTP. We have no clue who you are, but on Twitter, you gave us our first ever like pair of organic hate mail that like wasn't from our family. Which is really weird, yeah. uh, because basically the only hate mail we've ever gotten... Is from my father uh-huh. and Mark Stroud, which and my father, yeah, yeah, and and Joseph. So this is great. We're kind of getting out of our shell here. Uh, yeah, Justin, do you have the tweet? Let's I do. He kay. says, "At loyal to Royal Pod, just listen to the American preview, and you said East Carolina has no home field advantage. Lol, you lost all credibility with that statement. NC State is zero and three in the last three games. Fact check: they're actually one and two. At Dowdy Fickle Stadium, do some better research next time." With a picture of ECU sold out. All right. Hey, I respect that. I respect I, that. First off, thank you for listening. Yeah. Uh, at whatever your name is. Just thank talking you. STTP. Yeah, <laughs> STTP. I just, I love talking STTP. We love you. Yeah. Um, anyway. Please I'd, send us more hate mail. Yeah, we, we love this kind of stuff. Everybody, let's get on our cases, okay? Force us to do research. Just yeah. by the way, just like Justin said, they're actually one and two in their last three trips to Greenville. And also, the last two meetings, they were in Raleigh, but the last two meetings were decided by a combined score of 92 to 9. Mm. So I don't think it matters? Mm. Question mark? I don't know. It's the home field advantage, though, Jared. The home field advantage. I, I'm wrong, okay? They're the Pirates. They probably got a wild crowd. Lots of uh, gout going around. Oh, gout? Is that the stuff that they got on their feet? No, scurvy. My bad. Scurvy is on your feet. Gout, yeah, gout is like... Gout's on your feet, but scurvy... I, I guess it like kind of goes to your feet. Okay. Scurvy, Either way... Scurvy's like that thing that pirates get when they don't have enough vitamins. That's what I'm going for. The scurvies the get scurvy. to their head, and they go wild at that stadium. So that's my bad. Uh, I will do better research. I will look past the last two meetings next time. 
Um, but yeah, thank you. We like it. We appreciate it. We do do a lot of research for the show, but we are bound to get stuff right. We won't get stuff right. Bound to get stuff wrong too. And when we do, please hit us with all the hate mail in the world. We live for it. But I promise you, we do a lot more research than a certain couple BYU figureheads that are out there. Not naming any names. Uh, and also, that does not change my opinion about the NC State at ECU game nope. one bit. I'm nope. sorry. Not at all. NC State's still going to sit on them. ECU's getting mollywopped. <laughs> mollywopped. <laughs> Great word. Um, Justin, are you ready for a nugget of Let's the day? Let's go mining. Okay. We're going mining, and we're for going to Las Vegas. Sin City. Oh. So, we're just talking, as usual, about how terrible the Pac-12 is, right? Yes. It's just a daily conversation starter, you know. Pac-12 somebody. Yeah, just... Hey, the Pac-12. <laughs> you you know? can instantly... Bu- it's like one of those things, like, crazy weather we're having. Instant icebreaker. Yep, exactly. So, me and Justin, we're just doing this, kind of, you know, get stuff rolling. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about the Pac-12 championship game. Because mm. um, the Pac-12 thinks they're so high and mighty. Pac-10 now. Pac-10. Mm. Yes, excuse me. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, they're talking about... Um, I don't even remember what we are talking about, but somehow we got on to the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, we were talking about how... The Pac-12 says that they're going to host games in L.A., Mm, even though they don't have any teams in L.A. anymore, and they've never been able to fill a stadium in L.A. with the teams in the Pac-12 in L.A. Exactly. That was very convoluted, but yes, (laughs) you you get my trick. You get the idea. Anyway, so I was like, oh, I wonder how many people showed up to the Pac-12 championship game last year. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, uh, I will say Mm -hmm. it was mostly Utah fans. In the stadium. I will say that, yeah. However. I'll concede. Pac-12, you are a Power 5 conference. Air quotes. quotes. Yep. Mm. Your championship game should be high class. Yeah. Right? Lots of attendance. Right? Yeah. Surely. No. BYU versus Arizona, the worst team by far in the Pac-12. Best 1-11 team in history, though. That's true. That's true. But still went 1-11 and lost to Northern Arizona. Yep. That team played BYU, who the Pac-12 Assumes or has always said is such a lowly institution. They had 30 more people at that game than the Pac-12 championship game. That is insane. (laughs) We had 30 more people than the Pac-12 week one. Yeah, and this is the championship game. Like, okay, 30 people isn't a lot of people. I'm sorry, your championship game of a Pac-12 or a Power 5 conference should not be anywhere in the realm of a BYU-Arizona exhibition match. No, it should not. Let me ask you this. What do you think the differential was in Dr. Pepper sales? Through the roof. Probably. That's true. There's probably a lot of alcohol consumed at the Pac-12 championship game, which if that's your thing... No hate at all. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. But I bet you that we sold at least five times more Dr. Pepper than Utah did. Yeah. I'd, I would be willing to put money on it. Yeah. I remember going to the turnstiles with all the beer. There's no one there. And they're out <laughs> of Dr. Pepper midway into the first quarter. <laughs> yeah. The concession lines are just around the corner. Yeah. Beautiful. That stadium was not built for BYU fans. Anyway, that's your nugget of the day. BYU Ooh, that... Arizona had more people 30 than more. the pack. 30 more people to be than the Pac-12 championship game. Let's move on to a Power 5 conference that is actually good. Oh, a stable. A Power 5 conference that is stable. A Power 5 conference that people care about. Yes. And that can actually fill up their stadiums. And apparently has a grenade launcher, according to George Klyovkov. Yes, they do. <laughs> Trying to destabilize the Pac-12 is the Big 12, <laughs> who's rightfully doing so. We are going to preview the Big 12 conference. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of parody in this Big 12. Oh, wow. So let's get to it. But first, a quick ad. Merci. Parlez-vous français? Non. Aperçu des fonctionnalités. L'effet de modulation bleu-bronze transformé vos mouvements colère ressemble blanc à un poussinant et trois douces sorties d'un zéro des centenaires. <laughs> wow, that was something. That, that was something, all right. I don't know if I understood what it was, but it was something. But all of you out there that speak that language, whatever it may be, do it. Baguette <laughs> spaghetti. Jeton spaghetti. So, uh, like just said, we're going to start the Big 12 preview. 
Before we start, this is the last year before the chaos happens, mm-hmm. where the new teams are coming in, and then two years later, Texas, Texas Oklahoma, Oklahoma are going to leave, um, and who knows what else is going to happen. Who else is joining? Who else is leaving? Who else is, I don't know, what conferences are forming? What right? conferences are disintegrating into what the earth? What would the name be? With worthless, absolutely nobody caresness, like the Pac-12? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, any thoughts about the Big 12 as it stands right now? Uh, so going into this win total episode, just so everyone knows, the Big 12 does not have divisions, so we are just going to run through each team in alphabetical order, and then we are going to declare our champions. The fun thing with the Big 12, because there is no divisions, and they are a pioneer in that, really, is that you will often have rematches in the Big 12 championship game. So that can create for some fun intrigue. It can be kind of boring sometimes, depending on how like well the teams are matched up. The Big 12 overall, though, is a fun conference that cares about its teams and will fill up stadiums. Even the teams that are going 3-9 will have over 50% capacity in their stadiums, which is just a work of beauty. Unheard of if you are a college football team in the West in a yeah. Power 5 league that's not the Big 12. Yeah. UCLA, USC can't even get 50% when their teams are in the top 15. And BYU is coming to play them. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, the Big 12, like Justin said... I'm not a fan of nine-game conference schedules because mm-hmm. I think it limits your opportunities to play higher-end, like, higher-visibility um, non-conference games, right? right? Because you're definitely going to play an FCS foe, and then you want a couple sure wins. And, right. you know, maybe you'll throw a, a good G or P5 team in there. Unless you're West Virginia, then you're going to make your out-of-conference schedule the hardest schedule of all time. Which props to them. Um, but with this nine-game conference schedule and only ten teams in the conference, I do like how they get to play everyone. everyone. Like, mm-hmm. you do play everyone. So there's none of this. Alabama hasn't played Georgia since 2001 or whatever, right? And Texas A&M doesn't play at Georgia. You know, like all this bull crap. Yeah. You have to play a home and away every other year. Yep. And I love that. That's beautiful. I and absolutely love that. It does contribute to the parody that we're going to talk about in the Big 12. So... Justin, what do you say we kick it off? Let's start with Baylor, team the that beat BYU Baylor handily Bears. last year. Uh, their over-under is set at 8 this year, which is kind of an interesting number. Probably a little bit lower than you would expect for a reigning Big 12 champ. But Justin, take it away. What do you think about Baylor this year? So Baylor's a weird team. Uh, Baylor lost a lot of production last year. They lost a lot of production to the draft and to graduation. And now they have a quarterback in Shapin who he started – the bowl game, and if I'm not mistaken, maybe he started week 12 as well, or he, he at least played. He stayed season, at least yeah. played in week 12. Blake Shapin is a good quarterback, but it's yet he doesn't have a large enough sample size to declare him like the guy yet. As we know, Bohannon left for UAB or sorry USF. USF after not being named the starter, Blake mm-hmm. Shapin was named the starter. But Dave Aranda is an incredible coach. Jeff Grimes is there. Shout out to Grimesy, the Grimesy mustard bottles at Baylor <laughs> University. So, Jared, what are you taking on this eight even win total? It surprises me that it's an eight, honestly. Like, okay. yes, they did return 47% of production. That is bottom 10. Mm. That's not good. No. However, if you kind of look at it, like, they returned their important pieces. Blake Shapin, like you said, not a huge sample size, but in the games he did play, he was very yeah. good. He was effective. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. He threw three touchdowns in the Big 12 championship game. Won him the game, basically. Um, and they return Siake Ika on the D-line. Dylan Doyle, the linebacker that is still in haunting Kalani Satake's nightmares. He's a dude. And four veteran O-linemen. So basically that's it. But they still have those players in the star positions. Mm-hmm. As I go through their schedule, their out-of-conference is Albany. That's a dub. Texas State at home, that's a dub. At BYU, that's, that's an, L. an L. Automatic L. Automatic L. Mm-hmm. But then let's go through the rest of their games. At Iowa State, I think you can win that one. Oklahoma State at home, that gives you an advantage. West Virginia, Kansas, Texas Tech, you're winning all those. At Oklahoma, that one's probably a loss. Um, at Texas to end the season, that might be a loss. Depends on where Texas is at at the end of the season. Very true. Depends if they've given up. Or if they're like actually playing well. Yeah, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But then you also get Kansas State and TCU at home, which I think you should win both, but those are both tough games. I'm going to take the over just because I think it's really hard to see five losses on here. Mm-hmm. I can see anywhere from like two to four, but I don't think five's in the realm of possibility, so I'm going to take the over. Okay. 
I get what you're saying. I I th- I think Baylor did a really good job crafting their schedule. They get BYU and Oklahoma State before the bye, mm. and then before they get Oklahoma, they get West Virginia, Kansas, and Texas Tech. Sleepers. Before they get mm-hmm. Texas, Texas State, and TCU. So they have their hard teams dispersed throughout the schedule, which makes things a lot more easy. Which makes things a lot you know e- easier to to plan, to strategize for, to scheme for. Health wise, I exactly health wise is a huge deal. I just think nine and three is a lot more likely than seven and five based on how they've built the schedule. So I'm going over as well for the Bears. That's going to be interesting because we're both taking the over, but I guess we'll see when we come to conference champions if we even have them in our conference championship race. Foreshadowing. But we're taking the over, both of us. Uh, let's head to probably the ugliest collar combination, or the prettiest, depending on if you live in Ames, Iowa or not. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State. Under. Un- oh, oh, okay. Justin is on the under. I hate Iowa State. Uh, why Sorry, is go that, ahead. Justin? No, 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 you, you go ahead. I want, okay. I want you to say what you were going to say. All right, I'll give you a little So that I can tear it down. <laughs> they return uh, 37% production, mm-hmm. which is good for 128 out yeah. of 131. They suck. So that's that's great. That's a good number. Fat L. You you want the high number on the other side though, mm-hmm. usually. Anyway, um they were pretty competitive last year, but they didn't have the juice to really finish games off. They lost their quarterback, running back, um, but they do get back two time first team, all big twelve, that's mouthful. Wide receiver Xavier Hutchinson is forced to be recommended. Watch out for him. Doesn't have anyone to throw the ball to him. True. Uh over under six and a half, Justin. Explain your pick. Under, under, under. I hate Iowa State. Iowa State kept us out of the Big 12 last time because they just hated our views on certain subjects. Which, I'm going to say, don't blame them for it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> sure. But Iowa State, uh, you're a cyclone, and that's because you suck so much. You just suck. You I see su- what you did That's what you do. You suck. <laughs> so, yeah, under for Iowa State. They're going 0-12. Uh, I'm also taking the under here. In all seriousness, though, I am actually pretty low on this Iowa State team. I don't think they're going to do very well. I think they, I think five wins is their ceiling. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's great. I think five wins is probably the ceiling. I could see six wins. I do not see seven. No. I'm sorry. There's no way you're winning seven games, mm-hmm. especially when I have your two toss-ups are home versus Kansas State, which I think Kansas State— Kansas State's going to be a good team this year. Yes, much better than them. And then at TCU— Maybe winnable. Depends on where TCU's at. If TCU's fighting for bowl eligibility, they'll fight like hell. It'll be feisty. But if they are like 4-8 and at that time, then it's a different story. Yeah. Anyway, I'm still taking the under here. Uh, I'm not high on this Iowa State team, and I also hate them. All right. Also, just you can't argue with 128th returning production. Yeah, no, that's I, bad. That's that's tough. I mean, isn't that pretty close to where we were? Weren't we 130th last year? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. We were really bad, and we came back and did pretty well last year. That's mm. it. Ten wins. Uh, I don't want to get into that right now, but let's move on. Let's move on to the great or not so great, some may say, state of Kansas. Reigning national champs. Give it up Reigning for the Kansas Jayhawks. Jayhawks. Kansas Jayhawks. That's in basketball, of course. In football, <laughs> oh. they have been struggling for quite some time. Forgot that. Their win total is set at two and a half. Not much is expected of them. Their win total is set at two and a half, despite having Duke on the schedule and an <laughs> FCS team. So, but Kansas is turning things around slightly. Remember, they beat Texas last year in Austin, and that one dude got an NIL deal with Applebee's out of it. After like his first play of his collegiate career. First play of his collegiate career was a game-winning two-point conversion, (laughs) which is incredible. That's The Jayhawks win total set at 2.5. What do you feel? They return 82% of production. Is that good or bad? That's seventh in the nation. Well, so that's really great. Like ranking-wise, yeah, but with the <laughs> production that's actually returning, I get what is you're that saying. good or bad? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you have experience, I'll tell you that. Okay. Um. Anyway, I kind of liked what they were doing last year. Yeah. I think there were a couple of games, even the Coast Carolina game where they lost by like 28. I think they were in that game until late in the third quarter when they just fell apart. Mm. So I think Lance Leopold is building something, although I don't think this is the year. I love the over-under because it basically says, are they going to win uh, a conference game or not? Yeah. And let me tell you, they're going to win a conference game. Oh, okay. This is Kansas's year. Okay. They're going to beat somebody that might be Texas, but probably not Texas. I do not see this team – I. I do not see this team winning more than three games, but I would be willing to bet a flapjack that they will win at least one conference game to go along with Tennessee Tech and Duke. Give me that over. 
I'm going to have to differ from you here, Jared. I'm hitting the under on this one. <laughs> I do love the Jayhawks, and I, if they go over, I will be absolutely thrilled. But I did take the over on Duke this year, which involved them Ooh. beating Kansas. Ooh. So I have them going, you know, one in one in three in the non-con. Can they win two conference games? Absolutely no. not. I do not think so. <laughs> For that reason, I'm going under. All right, all right. That's that's sound reasoning, I guess. Um, let's go to Manhattan, shall Manhattan. we? Manhattan, the you Big mean Apple, New York. Just kidding. We're going to the small New Apple. New York, concrete uh, jungle dreams. <laughs> Alrighty. Over under seven, Kansas State returning fifty seven percent of production, not very good. They went eight and five last year. Yep. They absolutely fadoodled LSU in their bowl <laughs> oh game. Um they were the best of the bottom half, I guess is what you could say last year. And honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised if they were that again this year. And let me just tell you Two things. They return running back Deuce Vaughn. Absolute dude. He is a dude. Any given night, he could lead the Wildcats in receiving and rushing. So he's a beast. Watch out for him. He is honestly like a sleeper Heisman. He's not guy. He's not gonna win because he's not on the best team. Because the Heisman now doesn't go to the best player, it goes to the best player on the best team, right? Mm -hmm. Which is absolute booty garbage. Asinine. Yes, um, but they also have a counter for Deuce Vaughn because wherever there must be good, there must also be evil. Mm. Quarterback Adrian Martinez comes in from Nebraska. Oh. <laughs> I'm intrigued by that. I really am because it, it'll be better quarterback play than they've had. True. Adrian Martinez will finally have a competent running back and maybe even a competent head coach for once <laughs> in his life, you know, not Scott Frost. I'm intrigued by that. I, I really am. Okay. Um I personally am actually going to take the over despite Adrian Martinez's small mm. hands. <laughs> now, the Dubs, I think you win. They have three home games in non-con, which is great for them, right? You get Missouri at home, Tulane at home, South Dakota at home. I think Missouri's going to be feisty, but I think you can win all three. Then I have wins, Texas Tech and Kansas. That gives you five. And then you have two or four um, toss-ups. Mm-hmm. If you win two of them... Then I think you can, then you you get to seven, right? Yeah. But I think even though all of them are on the road, I think Kansas State is gonna be good. I think they're gonna take eight wins. Okay. This year. I'm yeah. taking the over. Firmly over. I look at this Kansas State team. Like you said, they did get three out of conference games at home, but they do play the four home, five away circuit this year in the Big yeah. Twelve. That's something we failed to mention thus far. That can be killer in the Big Twelve. With the nine-game schedule, you either get one more home or one more away. I don't think it will affect Kansas State, though, because I think they will go 3-0 in the non-con. With only four more wins left in nine games, they get Texas Tech at home. They get Texas at home. They get Kansas at home. They travel to West Virginia and TCU. I think they'll win a decent majority of those games. I think seven is a very, very plausible number, and I think even eight as well. So... I'm actually high on this Kansas State team. I think they'll do well. I don't think they'll be insane. I I, don't, I honestly think it'll be a worse team than last year, mm-hmm. but with a with a record that is about the same. So I'm okay with all of that you know, explanation that the listeners absolutely you know didn't <laughs> need to hear. I'm going over. All right, I like it. Uh, I think we can both agree though that seven is probably the best number, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, seven is definitely the most probable. Now, let's talk. Let's sit down and talk right now with our older demographic. Oh. Those of you born in the World War II era. Oh. Considered uh, boomers. Boomer. Just kidding. We're not talking to you. We're talking about Boomer Sooner. We are traveling to Oklahoma, or the Oklahoma Sooners, with a new head coach. And Brett Venables from Clemson oh. is taking the field for the first time with a win total set at nine and a half. We know that Lincoln Riley left. Caleb Williams left. A lot of players traveled out, uh, uh, transferred out of Oklahoma, but a lot of players came with Brett Venables and really believe in what he's doing. And he, there's no with Brett Venables, there's no question that Oklahoma will have a, you know, staunch defense. Their defense <laughs> will definitely be staunch. But will their offense get them to ten wins, or will they hit the under? What do you think, Joe? Dude, this is hard. Like. Nine and a half just seems really, really high. Yeah, right? it does. Like, you can only lose two games. Now, when I look at the schedule, I don't see any games that I'm just like, 
penning in losses, right? Mm-hmm. I think probably the most probable. I'm really high on Nebraska this year. That is probable. I have that as a toss-up. Yeah, and going to Lincoln, right? Like, I've been to that state. That's a wild environment, yeah. um, even when they're bad. Uh, then you have a couple toss-ups, right? Kansas State at home. For some reason, Kansas State just has Oklahoma's number. Yeah, they has do. Has for the last couple they really years. They do. Red River rivalry, dude, that's flip the coin and take the over. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, and then they get Baylor and Oklahoma State at home, so that's pretty favorable. You do get the hardest teams at home. Yeah. Your away games, Iowa State, West Virginia, Texas Tech, TCU. Right? That's And the Red River, which is technically a neutral site. It's 50-50 split, yeah, yeah down the middle. I See, here's the thing. Even though I do not see the losses on there, I'm going to take the under. Okay. Just because I don't think they're going to be that good. Just like reading up about them, watching some of the games last year, considering all the talent they've lost, I just I just don't see it. I know the, def- the defense is going to be staunch Brett Venables, but they just don't have any playmakers. Like They have d- guys, but they're not dudes, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And on the offensive side, you have Dylan Gabriel. He's a decent quarterback, but there's no other dudes. They're just guys. Yeah, I don't. I, I do think they do. Have, they have some dudes on there. You know, not everyone left. I do think Oklahoma will be able to out talent most of the Big Twelve. True, especially because the Big Twelve has not been like extremely incredible. You know, compared to itself in past years, you know, mm-hmm. it's not as strong as it once was compared to the other Power Five conferences. Arguably, Power Five conferences such as the Pac Twelve, <laughs> they are very strong, but. I don't know. I just look at this. Nine and a half is a win total that's set pretty high, but I have them going two and one in the non-con with that loss at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Then who do you lose to? I'm looking at it, and maybe at Texas. After that, who else? I just, I just don't think they lose another game. The only other game that I would consider them losing is Oklahoma State. Right. And Oklahoma just has Oklahoma State's number. They have had for decades. And I they get Oklahoma State at home. So because of that, I'm going over. I think they will get the 10 wins. I don't think it'll be a pretty 10 wins. I don't think they're going undefeated, but I will take 10 wins. Give me the over. Interesting. See, I'm going to take the under, and it's just because this is Brent Venable's first head coaching job. Sure. Now, I know that he had a lot of experience at Clemson. He was really good. Mm -hmm. They've always had great defenses at Clemson. However, I just I don't know if I trust him and his regime yet. I haven't seen him in action. I haven't seen any of his coordinators in action, really. I mean, Jeff Levy was pretty good at UCF, but still, I, I just don't know what to expect from this team, and I just don't think they're going to be a world beater, and to me, 10-2 and two just seems a little bit high. I wouldn't be surprised if they get to it, but I think a 9-3 and three season is a little more probable, so I am taking the under. All right. Next up, we have the other side of Bedlam. Boom, begin. Now, I love Oklahoma State in my NCAA football dynasty that got deleted uh, or that I got locked out of. I was Oklahoma State for like 10 years and won eight national championships. Not bad. Pretty good. They got some dope uniforms, boom pickings. Apparently, it's always raining, I swear. Nine (laughs) out of ten home games was raining in that game. Yeah, baby. So weird. Football weather. (laughs) Football weather. Anyway, they lost a bunch of players on the defense. They lost their Mm -hmm. defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles, to Ohio State. Yep. Win total, though, is still at nine. That's pretty high, Justin. Mm -hmm. What are you feeling on this team? So, when I look at the schedule, they do have a pretty favorable Mm non-con. Central Michigan at home, Arizona State at home, UAPB at home. I don't know how many more letters I could have thrown in there unless they were playing UTRGV. I look at this, and I have them, statistically, going 11-1. Okay. But... Their quarterback is still Spencer Sanders. True. He can be good at time, but he has the Bo Nix factor. Where sometimes he'll just make absolutely boneheaded plays that make absolutely no sense. He basically lost them the Big 12 championship game because he just couldn't complete a slant route. So with Spencer Sanders at quarterback, do I think they'll be able to get to 10 wins? Which is what you'll need to get the over. I had the over at first, but I think I'm... I, with the push, I think I'm going to slip down to the under. Ooh. I think I'm going to slip down to 8-4 and four just because Jim Knowles leaving is a huge deal, and he took the majority of his defense with him, basically. I think 8-4 and four is more likely than 10-2, and two, so give me the under. Interesting. We're going to have a little more parity here. See, mm. I was originally on the under. Oh. I was like, yeah, this team lost their 
the best part about Oklahoma State last year was their defense. Yeah. Like, top-notch, right? Mm-hmm. They were top three in almost every statistical category. Yep. And then they lost their defensive coordinator, a bunch of guys on the defense. So I was like, okay, this team's definitely going under. Nine is way too high. I dive in a little bit more. Yes, Spencer Sanders is back. That's a yeah. That's a Bo Nix factor, like mm-hmm. we said. Adrian However, Martinez. I, I will put Spencer Sanders a step above Adrian Martinez. Okay. Because instead of making bad plays, Spencer Sanders just can't make good plays. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. That's, just, yeah. just a slight step above. Good distinction. Good distinction. Yeah. It's important. It's important for the listeners. Absolutely. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. They're going 3-0 in non-con. Yeah. Obviously. Right? No That's argument. very weak. Central Michigan, Arizona State, University of Arkansas Peanut Butter. <laughs> um, then they go to Baylor. That's a loss. Uh, not for sure, but that's probably a loss. Go to Oklahoma to end the season. Oklahoma State kind of broke the curse last year, beating Oklahoma. However, the game was at Boom Pickens. Yeah. So that one's going to be tough. Um, I, I would consider that one a toss-up just because I'm not very high on Oklahoma. And then you get Texas at home, which is going to be a hard game. But maybe at home. You know, with the slappers, the big, huge paddles, and they slap the thing. Mm-hmm. I, that's impressive, I think. Can't forget about it. Yeah. I don't know. I just think nine is probably the floor for me. I just oh, okay. I don't see four losses. I can see three losses for sure. Mm-hmm. I just don't see four. I don't think they're going to lose four. So, I'm taking the over. All right. Let's move on to the great state of Texas. Texas. Where we are taking on the Texas Christian University Horned Frogs. Their win total is set at six and a half. They have a new head coach Mm. after our boy Gary, the country singer, who was there (laughs) for six millennia, (laughs) had a sad, sad departure and wrote a country song about it. Now they have Sonny Dykes at the helm. What will his first year be like in Fort Worth? Now, uh, let me give you a little bit of context about Sonny Dykes. In the AAC, he had a good team almost every year. Mm-hmm. They would beat up on the bad teams, but they could never beat the good teams. Nope. So I'm worried that that will transfer over. I want TCU to be good again. I think TCU was fun when it was good. Like back yeah. in 2014, mm-hmm. their top five team, that was awesome. Yeah. And they got dope unis, by the way. Yes, they do. But I'm afraid Sonny Dykes might bring that over. And so they sh- and, I- and I'm kind of leaning on that, right? I think they'll beat Colorado. I think they'll beat Tarleton. The game at SMU, I think, is going to be a lot harder than people think. That's going to be a fun one. The battle for the iron skillet. Yeah, I actually have that rated as as SMU winning 73% of the time. That's crazy. I have that one just as a toss-up, yeah. but I wouldn't be surprised if they lost. Um, Rudge match. Anyway, so you got five wins on there. Carlton, Colorado, Tarleton, at Kansas, Texas Tech, and Iowa State. You got two toss-ups, Kansas State at home and at SMU. You probably should beat West Virginia. Here's my thing. Even though I can definitely see seven wins on there, maybe eight, especially with the quarterbacks, Max Duggan, Chandler Morris, great wide receiver Quentin Johnson back. Yeah. Who's going to switch their shirt at halftime when they're losing? I don't think Sonny Dykes has got that in him. No. I, maybe, but I don't know if he's that superstitious. So I'm taking the under. I don't know if Sonny Dykes has it in him this year. All right, fair enough. I look at this team, TCU, they're always an interesting team. Who knows what they're going to be this year. I, I just love that they're playing SMU. It's yes. like, you know, like an NCAA when you switch when you <laughs> switch schools. So you go out of your way to edit your schedule before the year to schedule the other school that you built a dynasty at <laughs> and beat them up on their home field just to show you, like, it wasn't the system. It was the coach, you know? Dude, absolutely. I do that every single every time. Every single time. Week I do that zero every opener, single time. Yep. <laughs> you got to play that school. I just love that they did that. I'm with you on this one, Jared. I could see them going over, but I do think six is where they will end up. I'm taking the under. I do think they'll be bowling, which is good for TCU. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I just think seven wins is a little too improbable for my likings. Yes. I, I will say I do think Sonny Dykes is going to take this, you know, to the greater heights than Gary Patterson in the last couple of years. Yeah, uh, Gary Patterson was just stale. It, it was just stale. Stale, like old bread left mm-hmm. out on the counter. Exactly. Uh, speaking of which, mm-hmm. I had a muffin the other day that was a little bit stale. Oh, my. Mm-mm. Oh, did it? Mm-hmm. No, not good. That's not that's not a good mm-mm. That's... The reverse Taco Bell effect? No, unfortunately. <laughs> or fortunately. <laughs> the, the, I did not have any zing or zang okay, with good. that one. Good. Um, let's move on, shall we? Let's move on to Texas. Texas? Uh, this. I, 
I, I'm sorry. I just I'm speechless. This is Texas, okay? Yep. Every year it sounds the same, mm-hmm. and this year it sounds the exact same. They have so much talent. They got so much hype. They got this new coach heading into his second year now. He's got a, a year under his belt. Got an off season to be with the team. They brought in a ton of guys. They're looking really, really good. They got this new quarterback that's supposed to be good. And then they go five and seven and lose to Kansas at home on on homecoming. Yep. So over unders nine, pretty high. That's really high, especially at like nine even. Yeah. That that's that's high. That's pretty high. So, Justin, who are you taking in this one? This is Texas, remember. Nine even is high, and they get Alabama in the non-con. So, they're L. already getting one loss. They're 2-1 and one in the non-con, which, okay, that's not bad. But that means you have to go 7-2 and two in conference in order to get... At least. Yeah, at least to qualify for the push. I really doubt that they go 7-2 and two because they have to play Oklahoma. They have to play... You know, they have to go to Oklahoma State. They have to go to Kansas State, the giant killer in the Big 12. I just, I don't think they'll put it together this year. I think they'll get better. They'll definitely make a bowl game. They'll probably get to seven, maybe eight, maybe even nine wins. But I don't think 10 wins is anywhere close to the cards. I'm taking the under on this one. I think that is the very logical play. I think they're one year away. Yeah, I 100% agree. I I think they're probably not going to get to 10 this year. However, 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 I would like to point out first off that the beginning of the schedule, I color code it, right? Green is a win. Red's a loss. Yellow's a toss up. Yeah. Front end of the schedule, very green. There's one red spot. And then the last half of the schedule is like all yellow. Okay. Cause there's two ways this is, this schedule could and go. they're getting better. Yeah. Right. That, does the culture change or are they still recording head coaches on the bus yelling at them? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think depending, like, they have their bye, like, what, week eight or something? Yeah. Or, yeah, week eight. They could lose every single one of those next games if they are in a bad spot at that point, right? Yeah. So this this could either go way under or it could go over. Now, let me tell you, I'm taking the over Oh my! on Texas. Oh, no, Jared, you're going to regret this. Why would you do this to yourself? Now, listen. Every Why? year, every Why? year, I make fun of Texas fans because they pull up the clip of Sam Ellinger. Tex, hey, we're back. Yeah, no, you're not. You never are. They never were. They never have been. What are they even back from? They won one national championship in like 2005. I can't even remember anything else. Was there any other time they were even remotely good? In like the 1980s, <laughs> 20s, 192080. In the 1750s? In the more like the sixth century BC. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, cool. Anyway, uh, this is why I'm taking the over. I want to know what it's like to be a Texas fan. No, this year. Jared, Jared, you're already a BYU fan. Why would you do <laughs> that to yourself? So I've been kind of you've noticed. I'm kind of picking like one team to just go way over the top on in each conference. UCF, way all over them. Nebraska, I'm all in on Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> The Big 12, I am all in on Texas, baby. I am buying all the hype. I am Quinn Ewers' number one fan, even though I think he's a chump. Um, I just want to know how it feels. Because it's one of those things where if it doesn't pay off, you're like, eh, we kind of knew this was going to go this way. But if it does, you imagine the exhilaration when Texas wins the Big 12 and goes to the playoff. Ah! I just want to be in there with my boy Matthew McConaughey, just wearing a cowboy hat and kicking up and driving in on some old Lincoln with these big, huge longhorns on the grill. Give me that. Over, baby. Thoughts and prayers for Jared. (laughs) Thoughts and prayers for I can't believe you're doing this, too. Honestly, neither can I, because I honestly think they're going to go under, but I'm just riding with it. Mm -hmm. Let's travel westward to Texas Tech. Let's travel to Lubbock. Where we have the Red Raiders. Their win total is set at 5. 5 even. They also have a new head coach this year. They're going into the first year of that era. Texas Tech has been a weird team ever since Mike Leach left. And then they had Patrick Mahomes for some reason. Like That was weird. Just like, yeah, that that was weird. That was while we were on our missions, right? So like, Yeah, that, that was a very exciting time. I remember there was a game against Oklahoma with Baker Mayfield. I, I think this is why we were on our missions. can't remember. Maybe it was the year before. But... It was like 70 to like 72 was yeah. the final score. Yeah. Wild. So Texas Tech plays a fun brand of football. Their win total is set at five. In the non-con, they have Murray State, Houston, and they travel to North Carolina State. Woo. So kind of a – it's a difficult non-con. What are you doing over under five? 
Under. Ooh. He's slamming that under. Okay. Nothing jumps out at me on offense. Defense needs a ton of work. They return 61%, which isn't a terrible number, but it's about 80th in the college football. So there's not a ton to be impressed with there. Uh, they get a hard, hard non-con. You're only beating Murray State. You're not going to beat Houston. You're not going to beat NC State at their place. I only see two wins on the schedule. Oh, my I see gosh. them beating Kansas at home and beating Murray State at home. I think they might win West Virginia at home. They might beat Iowa State at Iowa State. And I think they have a shot at TCU, depending on how TCU's first season is going. But there's no way they're getting to six. I'm sorry. There's no way. I'm taking that under. Yeah, I'm slamming that under, too. I just really don't see six wins on this schedule. I barely see four wins on this schedule. I think it would be fun if they go to a bowl. Yeah. Texas Tech often does go to bowl games just because they win garbage games that like the other teams just don't care about. Mm-hmm. They do kind of get that with Iowa State and Oklahoma at the end of the year. Kansas at the end of the year, TCU at the end of the year. Maybe they can make a fun little stretch there. Maybe Oklahoma's already like skating and they just slip up. But I do not think six wins is in the cards for the Red Raiders this year. I'm taking the under. All right. Moving on to the final team in the Big 12. Contrast. Take me home to the place where I belong. West Virginia. Mount Mama. Take me home. Country I just shed a tear. I know you guys, uh, you either shed a tear or turn down your volume. One of the two. <laughs> uh, regardless, I'm taking the under. Okay. I don't even know what the over-under is. It's I don't five. know anything. Okay, it's five. Yep, definitely taking the under here. Mm. I am not high on this West Virginia team. They'll beat Kansas. They'll beat Towson. Maybe you win at Iowa State. Maybe you win at Texas Tech. There's no way you're getting to six. I'm sorry. West Virginia, give me that under. I don't care. I see what you're saying, Jared. But I'm slamming the over on this what? one, actually. I do think West Virginia is a bold team. Whoa. I don't think they'll win at Pitt, but it is possible. A okay. revived rivalry game, the anything can brawl. happen. Then they got Kansas and Towson and Virginia Tech. I think Virginia Tech will be down this year. Ooh. So they could start out the year 3-1 and one with, some mo- with some momentum. Okay. What will Texas be at that point? Who knows? But they still have Texas Tech, TCU, and Iowa State on the schedule. So I think with all of that together... They get the six wins. I'm going over on the Mountaineers. Wow. That's interesting. We could not be more different. I honestly <laughs> think this team's going to go 2-10. and ten. Justin says they're going bowling. They're going bowling, baby. This is going to be interesting. Um, they do get quarterback JT Daniels, who is backing up stats and bonnet. Mountaineer Nation, let's ride. <laughs> um, so, I, it's an interesting team. I would be flabbergasted if they went bowling. But... Maybe it happens. It's going to happen. Trust me. It is going to happen. I'm calling it right now. West Virginia will play in a bowl game. All right. I think that would be cool. I'm going to be honest. West Virginia has cool uniforms. They do? Right? Yeah. The the white, I think, looks really, really clean with the navy and the yellow. Mm-hmm. I think it looks good. They can have navy. BYU can get rid of that navy. Yeah, that's true. I, that's a discussion for another day. Uh, anyway, so that wraps it up for the over-unders on the win totals. Mm-hmm. Now let's get to our conference champs. Now, yes. in the Big 12, the top two teams with the highest winning percentage in conference play for the conference championship. This has nothing to do with divisions. This is only for the uh, top two teams, and it will be a rematch because they do play every single person in the conference. Yeah. So you will be getting a rematch of some sort. So let's start it off with Dan... Let's who do is absent today. Yes. So he is picking Texas Tech and Kansas to go to the Big 12 championship game. Can you believe that? That's wild. His backup team, in case one of them gets COVID, is TCU. Whoa! You believe that? That's This guy is wild. This guy's absolutely off his rocker. We're lying. His top two teams <laughs> are Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Interesting. He has Oklahoma winning it all. Uh, I like that. Uh, not because I agree with it, but because a Bedlam rematch in the Big 12 Championship game? Yeah, that's beautiful. Fun. You could slam the over again and cash in on that one. Uh, Justin, who do you have in your conference championship game? 
So I'm struggling with my second place team, but my first place team is Oklahoma. I did have them okay. going over, and I do think that they will be a very good team this year. I don't think the Big 12 has an immaculate quarterback play, which True. allows teams like Oklahoma that just have a staunch defense to go staunch. and play, which is basically what Oklahoma State did last year to get to the Big 12 championship. I'm torn between – honestly, yeah, I, I really am torn between Baylor and – Honestly, I think I'm going to take Baylor as my second place team. I don't really have okay. a clear second place, but I'm having Oklahoma winning the championship. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Uh, see, obviously, 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 my first team is Texas. <laughs> I'm rolling with the horns, baby. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> Gosh, Jared. But there's so much parody. I think there are four teams. Any team could make it, really. Yeah. Except for Texas Tech. Except for Texas Tech or Kansas. Uh, or West Virginia, if you're Jared Call. West anyway. Virginia? <laughs> anyway, um, I think there's four teams that I think will be in the mix. I think TCU and Kansas State might be in the mix. If sneaky, they have a successful year, pull some upsets. I am choosing Texas, not because I think they will be there, but because I believe they will be you there. You just have to. You have to. I have to. It took a stance. I got to ride. Yeah, I got to ride with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, I have no idea. It doesn't matter, though, because Texas is winning the Big 12 this year. I'm going to go with Oklahoma just because I want to see uh, Red River Showdown. Part two. Part two in the Big 12 championship game. That would be awesome. But give me Texas, baby. Give me Texas. Texas winning it all. Jared, I might have to admit you into a special hospital. As long as it's in Austin, Texas. Oh I'm fine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, last week with the Big Ten, we did a fun draft with the mascots of the Big Ten, drafting our five-on-five basketball teams. We are going to do something similar, but we are just having a mascot old-fashioned saloon fight in Big 12 spirit. So we're going to do our own little draft again, this time for the mascots that would win in a saloon fight. This is a great one. Yeah. This is really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, now, just to be just to be fair, okay. we are not choosing teams that will fight each other. No. We will be drafting the players we think will win. Mm-hmm. So how to, how to explain this? It's basically like if you are watching the Olympics and you choose each person chooses like three people that you think will win the race. Yeah. Right? So if any of them win, you win. Does that make sense to everybody? Good. I hope so. Yep. Makes sense to me. All right. Uh, Justin, do you want first pick or second pick? Give me the first pick. Okay. And let's do four. Four. You get four, four per each. team. Okay. So we snake in it? Yep. Hmm. For my first pick... I have to go with Oklahoma State's Pistol Pete. Ooh, good pick. Pistol Pete is just an absolute unit of a man. He's got that big old head with the big orange cowboy hat. He's got that sheriff. St- he's got that sheriff badge and the shotgun. Give me Pistol Pete. All right. Uh, my second, my first pick, the second pick overall. I'm gonna go with a counter to Pistol Pete. Oh. I'm going with Raider Red. That's a good pick. I, he's basically the same as Pistol Pete except red. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, so basically just think cowboy with guns. Okay, um, second, this is kind of a hard one because I think there's a couple, but I'm going to stick with the gun theme. I'm taking West Virginia's The Mountaineer. That's an incredible pick. He's very scrappy. You, you know, Davy Crockett. I I really don't know anything about Davy Crockett, but <laughs> he's a guy. Yeah. He was a mountaineer. He got a coonskin hat. Looks yep. cool. He's got a gun. Mm-hmm. Probably knows how to eat some stuff. Yeah, that he does. I don't know. He's pretty scrappy. Anyway, that's that's my second pick. For my second pick, give me... and So, there's going to be some logic behind this one. So, if you see the Instagram post later, you might not catch it. But give me the side the Cardinal from the Whoa. Iowa State Cyclone. So, let me tell you this. Iowa State lore. Okay. Side the, side the Cardinal can spin really fastly and create a cyclone, which is basically like a small tornado. So basically like... Bullets are shot at him. He does his little cyclone thing, sends the bullet around the cyclone, and back to the shooter. Dude, that's like Looney Tunes. Mm -hmm, Looney Tunes. So give me Cy the Cardinal with that logic. Interesting pick. Interesting pick. Now, I need a bruiser. I have have my, you know, I have my shot in Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete's going to be an absolute beast. I don't care what what Raider Red and the Mountaineer do. Give me Hook'em, the Texas Longhorns mascot, who can lower that horn and run straight at him. I think 
he will be an asset to my team. All right. Interesting. I like that pick. That's a good pick. Um, all right. My last two picks, I'm going to take Super Frog, oh. TCU. Super Frog. You can't get cooler than shooting blood out of your eyes. Nope. No, you I don't can't. know if he's going to win the whole thing, but I just want him on my team. <laughs> I want to back a guy that can shoot blood out of his eyes. Heck yeah, baby. Um, and then secondly, this is a hard one. Now, I th- I'm not going to go with Big J from Kansas. Okay. I don't think I'm going to go with Will the Wildcat, even though he's a very Western, Western-sounding person. I think I'm going to take the Baylor Bears. Oh. Bruiser and Marigold. Okay. They're a couple. Probably from the, uh, what's the Goldilocks story? Is it just called Goldilocks? Goldilocks and the Three Bears. The Three Bears, that's what it is. Uh, they're definitely the couple in the Three Bears. Uh, I just think a husband and wife combo from the South can be very feisty. I think you can throw some people out some windows. Plus, they're bears. They got that thick hide. And if you've ever seen The Revenant, they can do some damage. Mm. So, I'm going to take the Baylor Bears, Bruiser, and Marigold. All right, fair enough. Now... I'm going to go with Willie the Wildcat. All right. Reading about his personality on Wikipedia, Willie is known <laughs> to be tough, but also mischievous. Ooh. Do you have anyone mischievous on your team, Jared? I didn't think I don't that. think so. Willie the Wildcat will be coming at you from the rafters. He'll be coming at you from below the floorboards. You think Cy the, Cy the Cardinal will be pulling some Looney Tunes crap? Wait till Willie <laughs> the Wildcat drops an anvil on your guy's head. He's mischievous. Give me Willie the Wildcat as my... Anchor. All right. <laughs> Anchor, Anvil, I see what you did there. Um, so the two that were left out, or three, I guess, Boomer and Sooner. Yeah, the horses from Oklahoma. Lame. Yep. Lame. Can't, uh, even keep a, can't even keep a cart upright. You can't even run straight. <laughs> uh, and then Big J, the Kansas Jayhawks. I'm surprised he didn't get taken. You know, he seems like he'd be good, but, you know, not great. Yeah, I think his best asset is he's elusive mm-hmm. as a bird, obviously. Um, I think we've got some good teams there. Just to go over them again, I got the Mountaineer, yep. Raider Red, Super Frog, and Bruiser and Marigold, the Bears, Baylor. Justin took Cy the Cardinal, the Tasmanian Devil-esque mm-hmm. person, Willie the Wildcat, Mischievous Anchor Anvil, mm-hmm. uh, Pistol Pete, and Hook'em. Mm-hmm. I think those are all pretty strong picks. Now, biases aside, who do you think would actually win an old-fashioned saloon fight? And more importantly... Who would be playing the piano? Ooh, I think Big J might be playing the piano. Okay, Big like J that. might be playing the piano. I honestly think it is a showdown between Pistol Pete and the Mountaineer. Okay, Pistol Pete and the Mountaineer, Raider Red. He's like, yeah, sure, sure. He's got the gun, but he's not as he's not as seasoned. You know, he, he seems a little more goofy. He's soft. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's just soft. He's played in a Mickey Mouse league like the Pac-12 <laughs> for his entire life. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know pain like the Mountaineer. He doesn't know the range like Pistol Pete. Mm. So I think it comes down to Pistol Pete and the Mountaineer. I like that. I, I kind of agree. I think it's definitely between the guys with the guns, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. think ultimately that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Pistol Pete is the embodiment of the Big 12, Yeah. right? Of saloon showdowns. Two guns and a hat. Yeah. Right? That's literally and every... five o'clock shadow. That's 95% of Big 12 fans. Yep. Big hat, two guns. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the Mountaineer, scrappy, survivalist, yep. also has a gun, has killed animals before, as Schoonkin hat and his mm-hmm. apparel. Yeah. Uh, let's put this out on the Instagram, how about? Let's okay. put up a vote. Who would win in a fight, Pistol Pete, the Mountaineer, or The Field? The Field. And uh, I agree, Big J's definitely playing piano. Yeah, Big J's definitely playing piano. <laughs> uh, anyway, any parting thoughts about the Big 12 in general? Yes, I think the Big 12 is a very fun conference. It is the conference, in my opinion, with the most parity. Mm. Anything can happen in the Big 12, which makes it a lot of fun. I cannot wait for BYU to join this conference in 2023, along with UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati. I think it's just going to be a ton of fun. Can't wait to dominate Texas one more time before (laughs) we leave. I agree. I couldn't agree more. I love that. I'm very excited for the four teams to come in. The Big 12 already, like... Maybe in the past couple of years, Oklahoma has kind of been a step ahead of everybody else. Yeah. Last year, it was very prevalent that that is gone. Yeah. That is no mm-hmm. longer the case. No, sir. And moving forward, you add Cincy, Houston, UCF, and BYU, all nine-win-plus programs last year. Yep. The parity is only going to increase. Yep. I think as a college football fan, personally, I'm a Big Ten fan because 
Big Ten, Ohio State, obviously, come from there. Uh, Mark Stroud is an SEC fan, Mm -hmm. comes from there. Big Alabama fan. Um, He loves the SEC, right? I think both of us would heartily agree the Big 12 is by far the most fun league to watch. Oh, yeah. Because there is no superpower anymore. There is no, you know, garbage time game. Mm-hmm. You know Kansas can get anybody on a, any given Saturday, right? Yeah. And adding those four new teams, that only increases that parity. So I think moving forward, the Big 12 might be the most competitive and the most fun conference to watch yeah. in the future of college football. I absolutely agree. The Big 12, while it might not be in the best position, like, like the SEC and the Big 10, to make a ton of money... I do think the Big 12 is the embodiment of what college football is supposed to be. The regional rivalry still existing. The fun teams playing each other with wacky offenses that nobody knows what's going on. Rule, like Rules that obviously favor the offense being taken <laughs> advantage of by everyone in the league, which makes it just an absolute crapshoot. I think the Big 12 is just the embodiment of what college football should be. I agree. I agree. I think the one thing that the Big 12 needs to do to increase and put it fully above the rest is they need to take a page out of the Big Ten book. You need to start playing for some random trophies. Just random trophies. Right? Like the wooden hog, the brass bucket, all these random crap. Every Big Ten game has a trophy. Exactly. Name two Big Ten teams. I'll tell you the trophy. Michigan State and Maryland. No, Penn State. Michigan Michigan State, Penn State. versus Penn State trophy. It is the Land Grant Trophy. <laughs> Whatever that is. Okay. Um, uh, Wisconsin and Iowa. Wisconsin versus Iowa Trophy. It is the Heartland Trophy. <laughs> okay. Um, Ohio State and what's a good one? Ohio State and Maryland. I don't know if Maryland will have one because they were in the ACC, That's but true. let me, let me check. Maryland Trophy. They do have one. <laughs> oh my god! What is it called? The Illibuck Trophy. The Illibuck. The Illibuck. Oh trophy? yeah. I don't, I don't know why it's called the Illibuck Trophy, but the Illibuck Trophy between Ohio State and Maryland. See, that's what we're talking about. See, we need, and those were not planted names, by the way. I was just going off to the cover there. Yeah. Um, the Big 12 needs more of those. They yeah. need more trophy games. But that's it. We need trophy games within the Big We won't have a trophy game within the Big 12. That's true. Did huh? we have one with TCU? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. So we, don't, we won't have a trophy game within the Big 12 until Utah inevitably comes crying to our door. Yes. So. Uh, this is a thought exercise for all of you out there. Mm-hmm. For the comment on our next Instagram post, yeah, we want you to tell us and tweet at us like the STTP guy. Yeah, We want you to tweet at us what should be the trophies that are played for in the Big 12. They could be random things like a, just a handheld pistol could be one of them, yeah. a pair of spurs, mm-hmm. um, a cowboy hat with a hole in it. Yeah, that's incredible. Maybe that's, that's an awesome trophy. Yeah, maybe like a barrel, like a fish. It's so like shooting fish in a barrel, mm-hmm. like something like that. I there's a plethora. Just a straight up horse, the, a live horse, a live horse, and the, <laughs> the the head coach of the winning team rides it home. Rides off, rides <laughs> off the field on the horse, yes. dude. That's awesome. That that would be so sick. And the the horse is kind of like like um, what's the Colorado Buffalo's name? Oh, Rocky or something. I, I forget, but yeah. But yeah, like something like that where they have like a live horse, you know, or Bevo, right? Or yeah. Ugga, but it's a trophy. And so like half the time it's in Ames, Iowa. And the other half of the time it's in Lubbock, Texas. Like that's great. <laughs> Imagine UCF winning that trophy and then having the ride, Gus Malzahn riding it all the way back to Central Florida. There's like videos of Gus Malzahn with his shirt off riding on the beach. He's got like an alligator He's right just by going him. on the entire southern coast. <laughs> uh, but that being said, if you are a real college football fan and you love competitive football games with fan bases that love and hate just so strongly, they show up the games, they cheer loud, even when their team's four and eight. The Big Twelve is for you. Big Twelve. The for Big you. Twelve is probably the best conference if you are a diehard college football fan that wants new age. Right, probably not the most storied rivalries, but new age competitive football, lots of parody, lots of cool uniforms, and lots of intense and exciting atmospheres. 
Amen, brother. Hallelujah. All right. I think that's a good note. How many days? 25? Uh, yes, 25 days till college football starts when we get to see Austin PA play Western Kentucky at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Let's go, baby. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave a five-star review on, on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on whatever platform you are listening to, whatever platform you're listening to this on. And if you didn't like it, just leave a five-star review anyway. Yeah, sure. Why not? Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. Send us all the hate mail in the world. We live for it. If you listen this far into the episode, make sure you comment on our latest Instagram post the name of the trophy that should exist within a, your chosen Big 12 rivalry. As many as you want. Give yeah. us the teams, the trophy, what should the terms and conditions be. Like if you win by 50, you get two horses. What? That would be cool. That would be pretty sick. <laughs> Thanks again for joining, guys. We love you. We love you. See you next time. Goodbye now. Rock, 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 rock.